Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Hello, welcome back to episode two of the Yoga Life Podcast. I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this week we're moving on to the next yama of Satya. Firstly, how are you, Alex? I'm good, Donnie. How are you? I'm good. Have you had many instances of using Ahimsa since last time we recorded? Oh, good question. It's been a weird week, I'll be honest. So probably. um, Oh, yes, actually got a great one. Um, So last night, as recent as last night, I hosted an online workshop on, um, so it was on Zoom, uh, yoga workshop. Uh, learning about one of the Niyamas, actually. We'll get there. We will get there. (laughs) Uh, Essentially came away from it super buzzed. It was deep and hard going. And the yogis that were on it shared like so much. They were amazing. Um, You know, I had that proper like tingly adrenaline feeling after which I sometimes get after I've been teaching and it's been a good session um within minutes my phone was going off and I had loads of messages about um how much people liked the workshop how good it was this that and the other and I got some really 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 lovely feedback lovely feedback which was just so sweet and um, often I don't get feedback straight away and so it was a really nice surprise then I went to bed as you do we finished at nine so I went to bed and I was laying there and going to sleep and just thinking oh I didn't cover that and oh I didn't cover that and we didn't talk about this and I missed out this and oh I swear it was all over the place and it didn't run as smoothly as I'd wanted and I was literally beating myself up about what I'd missed mm-hmm. and I'm like what are you doing literally in the palm of my I keep saying literally uh, in the palm of my hand in my phone I had all these wonderful comments I had comments on the podcast on the uh workshop about how much they enjoyed it and how helpful it was yet all I could do is lay in bed and beat myself up about the things that I thought I'd missed which I wanted to cover in this workshop uh and so I suddenly realized what I was doing and sort of really took stock thinking what the hell are you doing Howarth and um yeah just focused on everything amazing that we covered last night because it was amazing and just all the good stuff and how well if I miss so much we're gonna have to do another one (laughs) definitely and also you know these things are shaped by the people in your workshop aren't they and you can you can't take full responsibility of how it may have gone on tangents or flown different you just yeah you had it on your phone you had all the evidence that you did a good thing you have to rephrase the self-critical into just just taking note and learning from it rather than actually beating yourself up about it just think about how you know what could you stop those thoughts in the future like you'd managed to bring yourself out of it but also you can then make notes and be like next time I need to just have a little bit more control over time and mm-hmm. learn learn from it not beat yourself up absolutely yeah. I mean that was the first time I think ever that we've not run over so I mean yeah. that exactly. in itself was a win <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so have you Dawny have you had yeah. any I guess I just I mean there's a lifelong himsa moment for me where I'm, I, I'm very self-critical of being lazy I do I do picture myself as being lazy a lot um I think I compare myself to other people too much but yeah Monday I've not been feeling that great really bad allergies woke up absolutely feeling like crap and I just then you know you start to go a bit like oh I'm just wasting my day I'm being really lazy. I'm laying here, what like being a bit self-indulgent, watching TV for hours. But then it's like, I'm ill. I'm ill. I feel ill. This is okay. I can take some time to feel better. It's probably better if I do have a nap and then get up and be productive rather than just try and struggle through. So it's just taking that pressure off yourself. Don't beat yourself up. I'm not lazy. I was poorly. And that's... Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh, that one is so relevant to... Yes everything everyone I mean god give yourself a break um and are you feeling better today 
Mostly. I think just hay fever's ripe with everyone right now. It seems so early for hay fever. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I guess it could also tie very well into today's topic. Satya. Satya. When people are <laughs> ill and they're trying to carry on or beating themselves up for it. Big time. Big yeah. time. Yeah. So do you want to tell us about the second yama, Satya? What does it mean? So satya means truthfulness uh, or the truth or Mm -hmm. non-lies, however you want to look at it. So that is the definition of satya. Right. So we don't tell lies to each other. I mean, I was taught that when I was a kid. Ah, yes. (laughs) Don't lie to (laughs) mum. That was hammered in. Absolutely. So uh, as you may recall from last week, our yamas are our social guidelines social rules Mm -hmm. um and they're how we are to conduct ourselves in a social environment so the first one was ahimsa so non-violence obvious and hopefully lying kind of sits in that same obvious bracket however i feel like lies creep into our life a lot more maybe as much as violence does without us really knowing and arguably which is like we said last week ahimsa is first because um lying could also be seen as a form of violence yeah so again speaking the truth helps you uh, and being truthful and trustworthy um helps you create a better position in society it's, it's not being- just about telling lies is it it's, a, it's about being truthful and I suppose that can be slightly different in that we don't always go to lie to someone, but we might just, or to ourselves, but we might just like not listen to the actual truth. Yeah, or omit Literally. truths. Yeah. No one's almost as bad as lying. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can, I feel like there are a lot of lies in our life, a lot um, that we choose not to see. And we choose to lie often, not only just to ourselves, but to people around us, uh, within our work, within our home life. In every situation, we tend to uh, tell little white lies. And these have got the stigma of not being that damaging. Whereas over time, if there's enough of them, they can be very damaging. Um, And so it's noticing where you sit with, with the truth. Do you sit in the... I don't really I don't tell big lies like I'm I'm trustworthy you could trust me um but you know I might tell the odd little white lie or are you a full-out liar and Mm -hmm. you know the morals are completely lost to you uh in that regard and you'll lie to get whatever you need and want or are you someone who is probably considered a um sort of someone hard to get along with usually because they will speak the truth no matter what and yeah. this instantly becomes quite a barrier for some people and people really struggle with that so but you could we could also have people in our lives who do it in a very kind and gentle manner mm-hmm. and I mean I guess a one little white lie we could think about is when someone says that they're they a lie they tell themselves is they're always busy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how that could also then be an excuse to get out of situations so mm-hmm. if they're telling themselves they're always busy they're telling others they're always busy even if they're not it could be a little white lie to not go to social situations it could be a little white lie absolutely it is a little white lie um okay so that that lie in itself it probably had an element of truth to begin with so this is a, how a lot of habits form yeah um, we tell, we say a truth or what we believe to be the truth. I'm really busy at the minute and it plays in our favor. We uh, yeah. managed to get done what we need to get done. And we got out of doing things that we potentially didn't want to do. Um, and therefore, oh, that truth worked quite well. Next time something comes along that we don't want to do, pretty busy. Sorry. It's convenient so little, it's very little convenient, lie. Suddenly yeah. that once was a truth is now a convenient white lie. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we then lean on this even more and more and more and more. um, And it becomes a truth to us because we believe it. Oh, no, I'm really busy. And you probably build up this whole life of feeling constantly busy and rushed. And, oh, my gosh, I've got so much to do. And this self, like, you've just dumped a load of stress on yourself through because of a lie. uh, Whereas, actually, you're not really that busy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, And then you just, yeah, you go to use it. You go to, you believe it over and over and over again and you use it over and over and over again. Um, 
sometimes you might know it's a lie sometimes you may feel that it's genuine truth where actually it's just not so, and then how, how would we then break that barrier down I suppose how would we then have to just prove to ourselves that we're not busy to break us out of that yeah but you also want to have you have to want to yeah um and then you you've got the choice of realizing that actually I always say I'm busy I'm not actually that busy so maybe I should stop saying it and you could do the self-work there if you think about it you could do the self-work and be like right I need to stop telling myself that I'm busy because you would relief relieve a lot of stress um, and anxiety and worry etc and probably bring your general energy levels down because you suddenly feel a lot freer however you then have the choice whether you still lie to those around you about whether you're busy or not because people um, wear the busy badge as I like to call it the busy badge Uh, it is seen as a status these Mm. days if you're not busy well you're not working hard enough if you're not busy what do you actually do for work? Is it a real job if you're not busy? And we instantly feel, especially being self-employed, you instantly feel like you have to validate. Oh yeah. Uh, You have to look busy so you look successful. Successful or that you validate that what you do for work is actually a reasonable thing to do. Um, But actually realizing you don't have to work Monday to Friday, nine to five or all the hours God Mm -hmm. gives you to um, make good money and live the life you want to live. So stepping away from that busy thing is really, really quite important. I did it in the summer, last summer, cut right back, started to actually really enjoy what I could and just worked when I needed to work. There yeah. are always busy periods, but then when I don't have a busy period, I'm incredibly good at just stepping out of that and being like, oh yes, and just enjoying myself. So I had to remove my busy badge physically, mentally, in all of the ways and just step away from that label yeah notice when I am busy notice when I'm not and then I always have the choice of deciding whether I use busy as an excuse or not (laughs) (laughs) I guess and it all comes back to that being aware of it and taking note when when these things are slipping in Mm -hmm. like like last week you know I think this is very linked with ahimsa in that the lies we tell ourselves and you know they're not always true and yeah it's a it's all massively linked we're going to find out. It's all linked together, isn't it? So much so. I, and I think they're really nicely done because Ahimsa ties into everything, Satya ties into everything, and it just kind of builds and builds and builds from there. So it it's nice in that one. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so we then obviously have the lies that we tell other people and um, decide or choosing that. We've got to decide in that barrier, don't we, or that line of what lies are okay to tell and what lies aren't. And is it better to always be completely truthful? Um, and how damaging can it be just to tell a few little white lies? How damaging can it be to be completely truthful? And so we've got that huge conundrum. Yoga suggests we should be completely truthful. I think and so. This, how do we embrace that? Yeah, and I guess this is where sometimes, yeah, this is like a trigger for some people. I know like slightly for me. Um, and I read something sort of to back up my side is that sometimes white lies are okay. Uh, like sometimes it's better to be kind than right. Um, and observing the motives behind our actions in telling the truth. So will it be, will it truly serve the other person or am I doing this because of a need to prove or gain something myself? Um, so I suppose my viewpoint is that you, to tell a little white lie to save someone's feelings is okay but yeah is it okay would I be better to tell the truth I feel like if you can it's always better to tell the truth but what we also need to establish is that someone could ask us about our experience today recording this podcast together we are both sat behind microphones in front of laptops looking at each other but how you tell the story of how our podcast recording went would be very different to how I tell the story of how our podcast recording went. So we both have our own lens of how we're looking at this situation because I think it went one way and you think it went another way, or you have one take on the story and I have another. It doesn't mean that one of us is wrong or one of us is lying. Both are truths. And so when it comes to a, perhaps you have a disagreement with someone or there's a situation where you feel like you need to tell a little white lie, 
You don't even know, only need to consider your own truth. You need to consider their truth and mm. their side of the story and what their reality is before you can really layer on your own truths. And are you only layering on your truths to a situation? Because if really there are three, three things, there's your truth, my truth and what actually happened. Yeah. And that's the same in every situation. So are you, when you tell a little white lie, you're just obscuring your own truth yeah, and trying to portray yourself or the situation to someone else in another way than it actually is. Whereas actually you don't know what their truth is. What is the real, real truth of the situation? It might be the same as theirs. It might be different to theirs. And so yeah. where a little white lie could just be a little white lie. Really. It's just a deception or a, a skewing of your version of reality that you want to give to this other person. And that could be when you say there's the three things as well. So there's your truth, my truth, the actual, like the facts. Your truth and my truth are also skewed by our own history, our own life experiences, what's happened to us that day. Like, I mean, a very current relevant situation is this whole Meghan and Harry interview. So we've heard in the press for ages, kind of one side, um, and then they're telling their side and Really, I suppose the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's where, yeah, they're, they're coming from it and how they've interpreted something. You know, each side has taken what they've interpreted from something. We can all interpret a comment or a headline differently, can't we? Absolutely. And then there's so many layers to that. I mean, it'll be the questions that Oprah asks. It's going to be how they've cut that actual interview. Um, if they've cut that interview, how many takes they did on each individual question and so on and so on and so forth. Um, and it's also, you've got to remember that each and every party within that interview, within the Royal family, within everything is going to have had their own agenda. Yeah. So yeah. there are so many layers there. So God knows whose truth is what, who, who knows? And also, when you think about someone talking about their side of something, could we say about, like, they're not, they're not necessarily always lying, but they might not be, they'll, they'll be picking and choosing about something. And I suppose, where does that fall in it? In should we tell the whole story or are we picking and choosing the, the truths we want to tell? And I, I always think... Yeah, I always think that omitting lies, is, uh, admitting truths is as much a lie as a lie itself. So by missing out parts of the story, um, you it is in itself a lie. And it becomes, I think people always think, oh, it's not so bad. I just didn't tell them something. But if they're found out, it's equally as hurtful as if... Um, as if they were lied to, because you do, you just feel betrayed and lied to uh, once you find out or if the truth is ever found out. This is true, yeah. Should we touch on the whole people that tell the truth, even if it's brutally honest and we don't want to hear it? <laughs> yes, 100%, because there is, uh, there is uh, this belief, there is a group of people um, that absolutely abide by this and I would love to be one of them love 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 to be one of them I think it would be such a brave um step to take and it's certainly something that I've practiced and looked to continue to practice over time I've definitely been in the camp of telling little white lies or big whoppers to like my parents back in the day you know I was definitely home by 10 p.m mom definitely didn't drink any alcohol didn't drink any of your alcohol <laughs> what oh, I don't know where that bottle of beer went just don't know no it wasn't me that scratched your car <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes yeah we've all been there we've and I would imagine that we've all told some bigger lies in our life to perhaps maybe get jobs or progress in our career or to get out of a parking ticket mm -hmm. or whatever it might be um and so when those sort of situations come up where you're like well if I tell the truth I will jeopardize my future in some way or it'll cost me a load of money that's where we start to lean on um lean on lying now let's say our agenda in life to is to minimize suffering create as much happiness as we can um obviously the goal of yoga is to reach enlightenment 
And the point of these yamas and the niyamas, the first two cornerstones of our yoga, uh, is to improve ourselves in a social situation, in our society, and also in a personal way. Uh, now, if we are lying to try and better ourselves, are we really actually bettering ourselves in any way, shape or form? Yeah. Uh, what you have to think about why we're lying and is is cheating and lying your way ever going to actually create more happiness and fulfillment in your life or is it just going to be feeling like let's say you lied to get a job or exaggerated grossly or omitted truths is it ever going to feel good are you going to get yourself into a situation where you have to keep lying to keep this up exactly is it going to cause you more suffering in the future probably um if uh for instance you lied to try and get out of a parking ticket it's well maybe you should be looking at not parking in an illegal spot yeah you should be looking to adhere to the social rules within our society (laughs) and and not park in illegal spaces uh you get a speeding ticket and you lie about the fact that you're rushing to the hospital or something to try and get out of it but actually what if you'd really really hurt someone because you didn't slow down on the road and it's kind of where there aren't really any reasons why lying is okay and if you are needing to lie well maybe you should look at yourself and why you're needing to lie because yeah. the work is probably within you not the fault of outside the world yeah. um so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some of the little white lies that we tell other people as well it's it's all wrapped up in this expectations in society for like polite to be polite to be kind and I suppose that's why I would I won't always speak the absolute blunt truth because I'm probably too polite for my own good in some situations someone asks you oh does this look lovely and inside I'm like I hate it and it's I'm trying to learn to change it from oh it looks lovely to if you like it then go with it it's not my taste you know trying to change that into a I I don't think I'll ever be the kind of person that's like no that's disgusting you look awful unless it, it but yeah. then if you listen, if you hear that, your yeah. your truth is disgusting, you look awful. That's your yeah. truth. Their yeah. truth is, I love it, or yeah. I don't mind, I don't mind it. I'm on the fence, can't read really a disguise. Yeah. So it's not that you're it's not you don't need to portray it in such a way it, it, that it's oh it's disgusting because it in itself isn't disgusting. There will be people on the planet who look at that yes. item of clothing and think, I love it. Yeah. And yeah. there'll probably be people who look amazing in it. I mean, supermodels make the yeah. weirdest clothes look amazing. <laughs> and I know from the other side, if I love something and I put it on and I'm like, I think I look good in this. And then someone says to me, oh, that's awful. How you just feel a bit deflated and shit. So I suppose that's where they are. It's because I tread carefully. And it's they're, they're projecting their views onto mm. you, their truths that what they think it doesn't necessarily make it the truth mm-hmm. it is but your truth is it's not to my taste so your second polite option is actually yeah. the way to go yeah. be, you just because you don't agree with someone doesn't mean you have to be blunt and harsh about it or portraying your truth to someone isn't necessarily the polite thing to do they're not asking um for your harsh and horrible opinion they're asking if they look good in something and you can tell them the truth in a very very polite and neutral way you don't have to throw your beliefs down their throat about in in a cruel way to do it oh god Mm. that came out really badly you don't have to throw your beliefs down their neck yes yes i get it is that um yes speaking the truth but yeah be mindful that we're in polite society and well we like to think so um but you know that we don't have to be mean to people about it but going back to you saying you know you kind of are jealous of these people that do speak their mind like that gosh yeah I I feel exactly the same and I think they get my back up sometimes probably because I'm jealous of that like yeah Mm. People uh, really struggle with it, just people being completely honest. Um, And it is a struggle because it's not normal. We don't see that every day. If everyone was like it, um, the world would be a very different place. Mm. A lot more would get done, I imagine. Yes. Um, (laughs) And a lot of relationships would end. (laughs) Yes. Um, There's that Jim Carrey movie, isn't there? Is it Liar Liar? Yes. Yeah, where he can't can't tell 
any lies. Yeah. And his life completely transforms because of it. And it it's far-fetched. It's a Jim Carrey movie. However, it's not unfounded. You're, if you started to tell complete and utter truths in your life, all of the time, your life would change. And mm. it's not just lies to other people. It's lies to yourself, too. Yes. Um, yeah. I like even little lies to yourself. Like if I'm trying to watch what I'm eating and I eat something bad, I'm like, it's okay because I'll go for a walk later. Knowing full well that walk is not going to burn anywhere near the same number of calories as what I've just eaten. <laughs> That's a great one. Then I need to kind of be truthful to myself because that would be fine if I wasn't then going to beat myself up for not reaching a goal that I'd set. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's what I was about to say. You then stand on the scales and you're like, oh, I've tried so hard this week. Yes. We're actually. That, that's another one, isn't it? It's the, oh, I think this is a minefield, the weight loss thing like that. You, you've you probably had it from when you've PT'd people that come in each week with a food diary and they're like stood on the scales, like not lost any weight, but their food diary looks amazing. And you're like, how? This does not add up. If this is the truth, they should have lost weight or there's something physically wrong with them but yeah what what is it and it's that they've told a little lie to themselves and then they've told that little lie to you and it's, it's gonna get in the way of the bigger picture it is and then you gotta think well they're just throwing their money away yeah. on something so they're paying for personal training but then they're not getting the most out of it all because of a little white lie um and it, it might be that they're too scared to say to me as a personal trainer, what you've suggested I eat isn't working for me. And so mm. rather than actually admitting that or thinking that they're going to hurt my feelings, then they're not getting what they need, the support they need. And therefore they don't achieve their goals and they just tell more and more lies. And I'm like, I'm at a loss. I don't know because I don't know the truth. Therefore I can't help them. Therefore I'm doing them a disservice and that makes me feel bad. And so looking at the consequences of lying always seems to really hammer home why truthfulness is so important because the consequences of lying are huge. Yes, and then it all it all mounts up and in the end they might stop training with you and, and say to themselves, well, she was no good for me. She, she didn't help me lose weight when really they've just told all these little lies to themselves and to you. They've not met their goals and... Yeah, if they'd just told the truth, it could have been solved. They could have told you, this isn't working. I've eaten loads. There's something else going on, you know, and you could have addressed it and and sorted it out. And then they'd have actually got better results and everything yeah. would have been okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so as soon as you start to notice how much damage lying does, I just no doubt that we need to embrace the truthfulness more. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times have... Uh, lies in a relationship for instance I mean it's the easiest example to go to uh caused huge issues to the point where Mm -hmm. people break up um it completely diminishes friendships it diminishes relationships um it can break down families it can hurt children so on and so on and so forth gosh and when you say it like that all the things that that can go wrong because of lying oh my god you just think we should never ever lie yeah exactly what if you hold anything dear in your life don't lie yeah essentially and don't lie to that thing to that person don't lie to your children don't lie to your partner husband wife whoever because the odds are it'll break down trust Mm. and without trust a relationship is incredibly hard whether that be with a friend or a loved one and yeah so it just just need to move away from it completely I sort of had a, in advance of the podcast, a, a brief read about some of the reasons, like why we do sometimes lie. So, um, and I started to read and oh my God, it, it brought up the monkey mind in the chimp paradox book. Um, I mean, they didn't mention the chimp paradox book, but it made me think of that. So when we react instantly on a purely primitive and emotional level, we're often not seeing the truth and acting from a place, we're acting from a place of fear and conditioning. And that's when like those instinctive in the moment lies come from deep down our fear, our monkey mind takes over. And I suppose that's where we have to practice the mindfulness and the slowing down and meditation, you know, 
I then went on to read like the Dalai Lama had practiced meditating on this to slow down those instincts just so that he could think about a response rather than it come from your monkey mind. So the book Johnny's talking about is called The Chimp Paradox. Um, incredible book if mm. you get a chance to read it. Uh, and it essentially suggests that we have, well, loads of different sections of our mind really but the main thing is that we have a chimp brain and a human brain and the chimp brain it drives our instincts and our real real base level behaviors um and it's like really low level on the evolutionary front so uh we often when we react um and usually react badly uh that's our monkey mind the impulses that we have will be our monkey mind uh our well-formed habits will be caused or due to our monkey mind or our monkey mind will perform our well-formed habits and it's just things that we do whereas our human mind is that kind of higher level thinking of that and that's the person that you you want to be you are and so on and it's it's the person or the part of you that behaves without instinct without um emotion so much so your emotional side is often your monkey mind mm-hmm. um so if we think of it in terms of lying, we could say, so the monkey mind is driven by status, food and sex, mm-hmm. essentially, or survival and sex. Yeah. So, um, and by sex reprodu- reproduction. So if we're thinking of that, and when we come to lying, the monkey mind will always lie to protect its status within society. The monkey mind will lie if it thinks it will get laid. Um, and- <laughs> The monkey mind will lie to do what it needs to do to survive in this world. So, for instance, if you take it real, uh, you would lie to get a job to make sure that you can then provide for you, your family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so that in, that the monkey would always think that that's a perfectly justifiable lie, whereas the human mind would take a step back notice maybe lying to get this job is not the way forward maybe Mm. i should get apply for a job that i could actually get without lies and i would still be able to survive and provide for my family um and eventually maybe i'd go for that uh better paid job so yeah the shit people come out with just to get laid i mean geez it's that cliche of every like every cliche on like sitcoms or you know rom-coms or whatever where the the I mean, it's a very cliche to say it. It's the bloke will tell a white lie, tell a girl he loves her just to get her into bed, isn't it? And exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're not saying all men are bad. This is literally just the cliche that's out there. I don't think that lie works on men. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure there are cliches that women do to men to get laid as oh, well. Oh, definitely. Uh, the old, no, I don't want children. Oh, uh, no, yeah. I don't want a relationship. <laughs> that's the girl one, isn't it? And yeah, it's definitely happy down. with a one night stand. Yeah. yeah that she never is um, so yeah and it's that those are the lies that we would um would t- tell for that and yeah. then our status in life oh, is yeah. protecting how people perceive us um so if for instance um i'm trying to think of an example that uh i was worried that people didn't think that i was fit and healthy for instance mm-hmm. Um, I would be sure to make it appear that I was. Yeah. You eat in public, you share anything you've eaten. It's the ultimate healthy. Absolutely. So it would be that lie, even though I ate a Mars bar just before I ate this monster salad. Yeah. I'm only going to share about the salad, obviously, um, because uh, this is... You're a yoga teacher. You're a PT. I have to be healthy. Yeah, yeah, I have to be healthy and I'm worried about that status. Um, therefore, I would tell that lie. Um, I suppose like me telling lies to, because I think like I'm quite polite and well-natured and people think of me as friendly and kind and caring. And yeah, like I couldn't, I think I probably do then tell little white lies to keep that image. Interesting. Yeah. And um, what do you feel would happen if you started to not tell those little white lies? Well, this is then the lie I tell to myself is that I probably think that people won't like me or they would think less of me, but really they probably would just think I was being honest. 
Yeah, big time. And it's it's just noticing how we then um, get that honesty across. Is it best maybe rather than, or you tell these little white lies with the assumption that people will think less of you if you don't, would it almost be better to try and seek the truth of the situation and how they actually think about you? Um, because you might be way off base. Yeah, and people might think that, oh, you know, go to Dawn because she'll tell you something nice, whether it's true or not. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, go to Dawn if you want a little pick-me-up in life because she'll just tell you something to make you feel good. <laughs> but I yeah. don't ever think of you that way. No, I, mean, no. <laughs> I don't I think that. I hope not, but it's, yeah, I guess there shouldn't be anything wrong with actually just saying the truth and not carrying on. But you can tell the truth and be kind at the same yes. time. Yeah, this is what thing. we have to get across. Yeah. Telling the truth is not a bad thing and it definitely doesn't need to be dickish when we come across <laughs> truthful or when we are telling the truth. It just needs to be the truth um, yeah, at the end of the day. The, trying on a dress that I might think is hideous. Yeah. yeah. We Don't just need to be a dick and go, that's hideous. Just be like, it's not my taste. Exactly. Uh, So if a friend did come to you with, I mean, let's say she keeps going back to this guy. So we could use our one night stand analogy. Yeah. Um, And she's like, oh, he just won't commit. I don't know whether what it is, what's going on. He won't, you know, make it official on Facebook, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, but didn't you have a conversation right at the beginning? like seek their truth like didn't you have a conversation at the beginning where he said he wasn't interested in a relationship yeah but then he's done all of these things that make me think that wasn't what he actually means and what he wants and da 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 and then you can call them out again but he did state he didn't want a relationship yeah um, and so it's again uh she's then telling herself a load of untruth trying to convince herself of this reality whereas the actual simple truth is he said one thing she wants to believe another so she's trying to create something to make it seem more than it is actually the truth is he doesn't want a relationship she does she lied at the beginning to try and get him into bed and then he was like okay cool i don't want a relationship she doesn't want a relationship but he's quite happy to chill out with her continue to get laid whatever um so of course he's going to start keep talking to her she's then decided and created this new reality which is based on absolutely nothing um and she's lying to herself and then pinning uh her behaviors onto him to make him out to be a bad guy um and so it's we need to kind of take a step back and realize wait mate come on Mm. he said this are you just kidding yourself we have a choice there to be the friend that's like going with her and going, yeah, he's a dick. Blah, blah, blah. Why won't he do this? You're amazing. Or actually, yeah, like telling the actual truth and being, yeah, this is what you said at the start or he's not lied to you about this situation. You know, you need to look at it. Really, does he want a relationship? No. Is there any point pursuing it? No. no. You know, this. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's choosing, and uh, yeah, it might not be what your friend wants to hear, hmm. but at the end of the day, out of a friend, a good friend, do we want to be told lies? No, we want to hear, we want to hear what we need to hear to reduce suffering further down the line. Because if that friend then spent the next three months continuing to chase this guy, what if she is missing out on the person that yeah. she's supposed to be with? What doors is she closing down because she's continually pursuing this person that's never going to happen with so are you going to be you've got to choose between whether you're going to be a true friend or the kind of friend who uh goes along with these elaborate plans and schemes and stories and make-believe uh in hope of achieving something that's probably never going to happen and it's always worth remembering that uh, if i've been at the receiving end of maybe some blunt truths in the moment, occasionally you then push that person away because you're like, I don't want to know. But it's really because they are telling the truth. And right in that moment, you don't want to hear it, but they're telling the truth. And I would always say to other people in that situation, that it's coming from a place of love. Mm -hmm. So that's where if we tell the truth and it might not be what the other person wants to hear, but nine times out of 10, it's coming from a place of love. It's coming because you don't want them to get down the line 
and be broken by what's going on. You don't want them to just keep believing the wrong thing and get broken by it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's that just taking it and our instinct might be, oh, they're being horrible to me. They're not taking my side. They're not backing me up, but it's no, they're coming from a place of love. They care about you. They're telling you the truth because you need to hear it in that moment. Mm. I mean, it's going to be tricky in that situation yeah. as the friend, you don't know his side of the story. Mm. You only know what she has told you. And so the, your, it's your version of the truth. So it's trying to betray it, portray it or uh, communicate in a way that makes them look at the whole situation objectively rather than looking at it with layers and layers of emotion and what they want on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, get out of that monkey mind. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. us as the friend, the outsider, we're not in the monkey mind. We're hearing it in our human mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we love can that process book. it properly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and therefore, we're probably seeing it in a clearer way, but we mm-hmm. also have their their lens on it, their version of events. And, you know, the guy might be playing her along. He might be doing all sorts of things and making all these false promises, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because his little chimp mind is doing everything it can to get laid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. who knows what that guy's doing, but we just have to be as honest as we can with the information that we have and also not project our own stories and situations onto it so for instance um not many years ago you know full well that in my eyes all men were assholes (laughs) yeah you know and every situation where a friend was having trouble with a guy i'd be like end it he's an asshole don't bother you know he's probably gonna cheat on you anyway they all fucking cheat you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's oh and it's it's so hard it all comes back around to thinking through everything logically rather than not letting emotions take control yeah absolutely and oh god and just noticing our own own stories and how we're layering on our own emotion onto someone else's behaviors and someone else's life Mm -hmm. um but we do it with judgment don't we at the end of the day we judge almost automatically Uh, we judge everyone so you spoke about comparison earlier Mm -hmm. and comparison happens so much more now with social media I think yeah but then it was before social media because there was always that you know like um the American dream and keeping up with the Joneses and all that kind of thing it was the comparison it's like this make-believe reality that we should all be striving for yeah that make-believe reality probably happened for one person that was happy in that reality and everyone's striving for this thing that is just a fabrication yeah that yeah. in itself is a lie. And then people spend their whole lives trying to strive for it. And it's, okay, so I have these goals that I want to get to. Um, but I can't assume that someone else is living that out already. And oh, I can definitely get there because it's happened to someone else. I have to realize that, right, if I want that, I have to create it for myself. And we're all different. And we've all got different histories and different truths in our life mm-hmm. that mean that that the way we get to that goal is completely completely different we can't compare no. comparison is a thief of joy who said that someone someone amazing yeah can't remember who but well, oh, i wish it was so me. true so true um yeah absolutely and it's just no and then oh that's what i was going to say it when we compare to other people we create this entire make believe around that situation so from a snapshot on social media we're like oh my god her life's amazing Oh my God, he's doing all this. Oh my God, he looks so good. Look at his abs. Guys are awful Mm. for for comparison of, well, women are as well. Who am I kidding? For comparison of how people look. I wouldn't look like him. We compare to other people's bodies, but the odds are the reality of it is that they probably look like that for a couple of days of the year at peak season or whatever it was in the middle of for a photo shoot. Mm. Um, And we know it. We almost lie to ourselves. I want to look like that. Yeah. knowing full well that that person probably doesn't even look like that the whole time. But we kid ourselves and think, yeah, that's completely feasible without making it a full-time job and so yeah. on and so forth. And then I suppose if you then look at social media, I mean, I think there's the outright lying in like filters on people. Oh my God, filters. Then there's the other situation. Now, is this lying? If someone stands in a certain pose, they look a certain way. 
there maybe they are hiding something but it's still them and they're just standing in a different position so do we call that lying like are they lying because they're only presenting the best bit is it deception or does everyone go into social media knowing full well what they're going to be faced with i don't think everyone does i think more it's becoming more obvious and more not obvious but like there's awareness to that now it's getting Mm. bigger isn't it but yeah i think and that depends on your mindset on the day that you go into it Absolutely. I do. Yeah, I agree with that. It's sometimes you're more susceptible to the things that you look at on social media and think "Mm, it's really getting to me today, whereas other times it doesn't phase at all. Yeah, yeah, there is a I feel with social media. You just got to use your your common sense. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's no magic pill for it. It is common sense. Know full well that you are seeing the highlight reel of someone's life is a common phrase that's thrown mm. around. Yeah. The highlight reel. And therefore, most of what you see is not the story that you've just made up, the untruths that you've just made up in your head. No one's life. You do not know what anyone else is going through. Someone could post a selfie looking super, super happy. But half an hour ago, she was in floods of tears and her boyfriend's just stormed out. Mm-hmm. She's posted that selfie because she wants to get some attention on social media to feel better about herself because her life is fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah, You know, like, we do not know what's going on. And you're like, oh, my God, that girl, she's always so happy. She's got the best life. La, 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 la. I want everything she's got. And we're just kidding ourselves. And it takes just an element of common sense to think, is her life like that? Yeah. I I mean, it's it's made me more drawn to the social media accounts where they actually post the realness as well. So people that will post the lovely dressed-up fancy photos the photo shoot photos edited photos perhaps but they also post the real things and oh my god it it's it's really like a breath of fresh air when people do that and it makes you trust them more you you like they are telling both sides they're telling the truth but the whole truth not just the truth they want you to see and keeping the other bit sort of secret and yeah, I, d- I just think it would oh, be so nice if there was just more and more like it. I know that it has for me and a couple of other people I've spoken to. There's some people out there whose accounts have just inspired us. You know, there's one that um, Ch- uh, Chessie King, she shares herself in bikinis and with cellulite. I mean, she looks amazing and she's not fat. She's just normal and mm. it's just gave me the confidence you know she's out there showing her off her body in all its realness and god it just it gives me confidence you know I don't love my body but yeah seeing these inspirational people like who are happy to wear bikinis on the beach and their bodies are not perfect just just give the inspiration like and for me to do it you know and I've then gone and worn a bikini on the beach and god I really am not that happy with my body but really it doesn't matter there's nobody's there looking at it and that's like that's for the truth that's the truth I then have to take on board is that people aren't there looking at my body and judging it and if they are they're the kind of people that I don't care about no you know exactly it's um really powerful just to let go of what other people think and our truth is today (laughs) we're fighting the internet (laughs) no sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah so no one's looking at me and judging me that's the truth that well and if they are they're the kind of people I don't care about and I suppose that's the truth I have to remind myself of that that's the truth not what I'm telling myself that everyone's staring at me and they're judging me and they think I look hideous and all these things you know actually the truth is they're not and and seeing these other people that are body confident does make you more aware and you know and it makes me then look around perhaps on the beach not to judge people but to look at people that maybe have got bodies more like mine and think well I don't look at you and judge you I look at you and think you're amazing and brave and good on you you know love that yeah that too right wear a bikini have the fun yeah absolutely uh, something I read about that kind of this sort of point is you know when you're 80 90 years old and you're you know maybe housebound or what have you you're going to look back and be like just wear the bikini and have the fun you're not going to remember those bits you're just going to just have fun don't let it stop you from having fun oh absolutely absolutely and we are prisoners of this fake world of perfection that everyone seems to strive for there is no such thing 
Mm -hmm. No such thing. Um, and it, it can be incredibly damaging not only to our self-confidence but actually take part in what we strive for because uh what's the phrase don't wait the perfect how much yes. we how much we stopped by striving for this fake perception of perfection yes um yeah, yeah incredibly yeah. damaging um so have you uh i don't know if we've talked about this before have you ever read the book lying by sam harris no i've not no i'm intrigued by this so um, Sam Harris, he is a neurosurgeon, I believe, first. Mm -hmm. Brain surgeon. I think surgeon. I've heard of him, yeah. Amazing. Um, and then he has got, uh, he's married to this incredible woman, and I'm really sorry, I've forgotten her first name, but she is incredible. And she's done a lot of work into the conscious mind. Mm -hmm. And I think the both of them, husband and wife duo, have dived into this world of the conscious mind and he's incredibly uh interesting to listen to on that account he has a podcast uh waking up i think it's called okay um and he decided he when he was in college or he's american so it's college uh <laughs> he uh, he just went to a lecture by uh, it was a guest lecturer and it was all about the concept of lying and how we should at all times speak the absolute truth. And he decided after that lecture, that one-off lecture, which he, you know, just randomly went to, that that was something that he was going to completely and utterly embrace. And when he started dating his wife, so imagine how much you hide at the beginning of a relationship. Uh, he told her very early on, like, I don't lie at all. <laughs> I don't lie and she took him at his word to begin with and then it became more and more evident that he absolutely did not lie um nor did he admit truths and so on and so forth and I think it came under great scrutiny because uh they do have kids together and it's what do you do about Christmas and that kind Gosh, of thing yeah. um so it's it's definitely come under scrutiny and he gets it because now he's in the public eye with his podcast, with his books, et cetera, et cetera. But he is very much, he absolutely owns it. He only tells the truth. And he said that um, it might have even been in a husband wife interview. I think she was the guest on his podcast about her new book, which was all about the conscious mind. And I think it might've been in that interview where she said it was so refreshing. And so they developed this uh real bond and trust for each other and it meant that she could be completely truthful with him too with no fear of judgment I guess uh so I guess the beginning of that relationship phase it very much is you're hiding things from that person because you don't want to be judged in any way um you don't want them to see a side of you that they might not like so we always put our best foot forward um and it's noticing how freeing or how much being completely honest frees us from stress, like self-made stress. We aren't uh, going to worry about when these truths come out to the other half. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, I know that someone I live with used to give himself incredible tummy ache at the <laughs> beginning of our relationship because he needed to fart. <laughs> he wanted to I've... be a perfect man that didn't fart. Well, there is no such thing. I we found it very it. odd. I was waiting for the day. I'm like, what is this guy doing? He's going to explode. Oh, God. I knew he was holding back or hiding it. He knew he was holding back and hiding it. I'm like, why don't you be honest and fart? <laughs> you can tell he's gone out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's noticing how by being completely truthful in any given situation, you are instantly going to be uh, on a better foot with everyone around you mm. in society if your partner if mossy knows that i will only tell him the truth then instantly the trust between the two of us is going to be stronger yeah. and vice versa of course fucking hell it's done it again <laughs> i know <laughs> it's fun dawny we can you do don't this laugh, you cry <laughs> It's not bothering. It's it just can't we can't be phased by it. it. Is what it is. I mean, we're very lucky to be able to do it in the first place. Yes, yes. So you and I, as friends, if we 
strive to only tell each other the truth, then the trust between us is going to be so much stronger Mm. um, and our friendship is only going to thrive for it. If you go into a job and you make it very, very clear that you only speak the truth, the people who are going to be triggered by it are the people that lie and don't like the fact that you speak the truth because it makes them feel bad. And this is usually where it triggers people, the idea of truthfulness, is because the people are like, I've built up too many lies in my world that if I start to pull them down, it's too big. It's too scary. Yeah, and their world will come crashing down. Um, So it's too big, it's too scary to start to break down because our whole, yeah, everything just falls down as soon as we start stopping some lies. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we... How do we start incorporating this into our life? You know, last week we talked about with Ahimsa, maybe on the yoga mat is a good place to start. Obviously not everyone listens to it. Is that also a good start place to start for Satya? Yeah, I would say so. If not, if you don't go on the yoga mat, then again, like we talked with Ahimsa, it's perhaps noticing things within within your habits and yeah. really common lies. Um, but you could easily start on the yoga mat with, uh untruths that you tell there yes. um for instance i definitely practiced yoga like five times last week and i don't understand why i'm not getting any better it was actually three times yeah so yeah uh, or it could be truths about how much yoga you've done in the past or it mm. could be about injuries is a really common oh one. god yeah oh wow so like oh no it's fine i'll be fine i'm not overdoing it lying yeah definitely shouldn't be doing that yeah absolutely no 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 my lower back that I've had issues with for years and years and years it'll be fine doing a back bend of this nature whatever it happens to be um and so there are common lies and it's noticing when we're not truthful to ourselves often we feel it when we're lying yeah so we'll know that in our gut in our in our facial expression in our chest of "Mm, that was a lie uh, and so that then it becomes easy to notice uh, or easier is, and this is letting our ego get in the way isn't it I suppose we're lying to ourselves because we don't want our, to damage our ego in those situations absolutely it's yeah. the monkey mind it's a status yeah. thing well I have a, a status of being pretty damn good at yoga yeah so <laughs> I am not gonna let this injury ruin that um check so your yeah. ego at the door Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so yoga mat is a great place to start it, otherwise in very common habits. So you could just use lies around perhaps your fitness regime. Um, it could be lies to your partner or to your kids and so on and so forth. I don't know where your chocolate bar is, sweetie. It's in mummy's tummy. I suppose a good place I get is like food tracking for anyone that is trying to like watch what they eat. Like I know that sometimes I start tracking because I know it just helps me gauge where I'm at. I will then not track if it goes a little bit off piste. And I always tell myself every time I start, no Dawn, this week, I'm gonna track everything, the bad and the good. I'm not going to stop after the good, eat something bad, start again tomorrow. It's no, put the bad in there as well. Be honest with yourself about these situations. So I suppose that is another area, if that's a goal of yours to be truthful, you know, don't attach too much pressure to it but you know try and be truthful to yourself for a week and see what happens I was gonna say I wonder why because no one else is seeing that I wonder why it's so hard to be honest to ourselves when it doesn't affect anyone else is it because we're deeming ourselves a failure is it because we don't want that is it because we're scared of the fact or do we think if I don't track it it didn't exist yeah I might I might magically lose weight anyway then your tracker doesn't look perfect you're shooting for perfection you know when actually yeah like you say no one sees it so it doesn't really matter you just need to try and be truthful to yourself and yeah I suppose that's a good place for people practicing truthfulness to themselves to start it's Mm -hmm. it's it's something you're doing a goal that you might have start breaking that that truth down yeah that is where I would start is lies to yourself yeah um because there are many um and if you are one of those people that tells all the big lies um you lie you cheat steal etc um do some more yoga yeah (laughs) (laughs) keep 
don't think that not many of them are listening to this because they don't know. might not be that way inclined, but I mean, yeah, you don't know. There could be many a person listening to this podcast who's having a, a little sordid affair right now, you know, and how how are they suffering for that? Well, who else is going to suffer from that and so on and so forth? And it's, you don't know. How many people are out there who are lying about the fact that they've got unpaid credit card debt or unpaid um, fines, you know, that kind of thing? Like, it's very easy and it's a very slippery slope to bury our head in the sands with some things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we like to think that we're surrounded by people who just tell little white lies. But you know what? People do trip up. People get into situations that they just never see coming. Um, and you go through your whole life thinking, I'd never do that. I'd never do that. I'd never do that. And then you find yourself in a situation where you're like, why have I just kidded myself or mm. all the people around me about the fact that I didn't pay that fine or I didn't pay that parking ticket or whatever it was. Yeah. And it happens because we do, we get so far in lying to ourselves. And I do think that if you stop lying to yourself, you're less likely to lie to other people. Yeah. So that's a good place to start is the lies to ourselves first. Then we can start with the uh, the lies we tell to other people. But the ones that we might have a bit more control over, the ones that are where our monkey mind isn't stepping in. So the, the times when we're asked a question or an opinion, and then we can think about that and rephrase that. Well, I mean, the lies that our monkey mind takes over will be the hardest, won't they? The, the things that we suddenly say in the snap of the moment, you know, when we're in a place of fear or anxiety or you know we're acting out of just the norm yep high pressure situations um yeah completely i agree um but then our meditation and mindfulness practice Mm -hmm. will always help us notice when our monkey mind is taking over so incorporating that mindfulness into our everyday life is so important if we want to get on top of any of these issues any of this self-development has to come from the place of mindfulness if you never notice what's going on you'll never change yes it's it's the first step of becoming or of recovery for alcoholics isn't it admitting you're an alcoholic and if if you tell lies the first step of telling of changing that stopping telling lies is to admit to yourself and to others around you perhaps yeah you tell lies and the same with being violent yeah you know what i am actually really violent to myself or to others around me. I like to bring other people down around me to make myself feel better Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And you have to admit that these things are happening and then notice that they're happening to then change them. Yeah. Dawny, what a topic. I know, I know. So linked to last week, probably going to be so linked to next week. Yeah. It's a a big one. Um, And it's out there, very relevant to everyone in the world. Right now, especially. Yeah, yeah. So where where are we going next week, Alex? We're going to Astea next week, which is non-stealing. Excellent. Okay. Non-stealing. It literally sounds like we're doing a podcast for criminals. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How to Uh, rehabilitate criminals. I mean, this lot of podcasts would help a criminal. Maybe. Uh, I do want to say we've referenced two books in this podcast. One called The Chimp Paradox and one called Lying. Mm -hmm. The second is called, uh, is by Sam Harris. The first Chimp Paradox is by Professor Stephen Peterson, I believe. That's, yes, that's about right, I think. We can always look it up and put it in the notes. We absolutely will put it in the notes. Um, So those two books, I highly recommend adding Mm. them to your Audible reading list or actual real-life Kindle, real-life actual book list. Get them on your uh, shelf and get them in your ears because they are both amazing books. Um, Lying is short. It's, and I'm not lying about it. (laughs) Uh, It won't take you very long and it's good from start to finish. Um, The Chimp Paradox, incredibly powerful first half, don't you think, Mm. Dawn? Every, every bit blows your mind. I remember listening to it. I listened to it when I was mowing the lawn last summer. Every half an hour being, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The first half, incredibly powerful. The second half is good. It's got some great little bits in there, but he, it goes a little bit American Mm self-help, which is weird because it's not American, is it? He's English. Um, But uh, he does go on a little bit of tangents. It's brilliant from start to finish. However, Mm -hmm. the first half of that book is incredibly powerful and I highly recommend it to everyone 
and anyone. And he also does one for kids as well. So if you're a parent, um, get it and read it as a parent. And then you can also teach this stuff to your children. And I wish, I wish it had been around when I was a kid. And I think for teenage yeah. angst alone, it would have changed so much. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah. it's certainly uh, something I want to read the kids one now. Cool. Okay. Um, so that's it for this week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, do follow us on our social media, the Yoga Life Podcast on Instagram. We have our YouTube where you can watch us. Oh, yeah, doing all this recording stuff. Uh, it's also the Yoga Life Podcast. You can search us on YouTube. Um, you can head to the website. The podcast will be uploaded there every single week. All of them will be there. Um, but you can also subscribe to our newsletter. So each and every week, the um, podcast lands in your inbox. So please head to any of our domains mm. go see us go follow us love share we appreciate it i can't tell you how much um and hopefully we will be back in your ears next week see you later bye <laughs> <laughs>